0: There was not enough sampling of what Montreal has to offer on this date, I have to say. Like, where's the poutine? Where are the Montreal bagels? Where's the smoked meat? Okay, I'll, I'll move on. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on
1: the Bachelor and Bachelor adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray, and I'm Claire Fallon. Hello and welcome to our show, a podcast where we discuss the finer things in life. We love the finer things. I mean, who wouldn't? Exactly. And fortunately, nothing could be finer than a Hometown Bachelor episode.
0: We're so lucky to be here talking about this episode with two of our favorite guests, Max Godnick and Sam Usher of The Bachelor Dudes. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi.
2: Hi.
1: Does anyone here remember what happened at the beginning of this episode?
3: Yeah, they were all super scared of Nick.
1: Yeah, oh, I yeah. had forgotten yeah. that <laughs> Christina was I'm even. About that. Yeah, they were Spoken still talking about, about Christina, who I'd completely for- and like not as a person. I hadn't forgotten about Christina, but I was like, oh, that just happened. I feel like it was years ago. These like, cliffhangers are really
0: just tripping me up. I don't like coming in in the middle.
3: It sucks. I what want do- a
0: new. I want a new story.
3: The show is supposed to revolve around rose ceremonies. And there it are no more roar. Roar. no there
0: how how many weeks has it been since we've even had one? Well, there was one this week. Yeah,
1: Nick it was just an picked old school rose ceremony. It was like an Alex I would Michelle not rose call ceremony.
0: that a rose ceremony
1: but that that's what they used to be like. If you watch the first season of The Bachelor, it's all the that's women and like sitting they're sitting they're wearing turtlenecks and slacks and like sitting on a couch, and the bachelor is standing in front of them awkwardly. And then they have to get up and go get the rose and then walk back over and but sit I on like the couch. But I like the
0: tension of knowing that someone is, you know, about to cry. Like See,
3: yeah. being reminded by Chris when there's just one rose left.
1: I thought it was
2: a really tender, impromptu ceremony because it was like the tension was gone. The stakes were gone. Everyone knew they were getting a rose, so there was a joke. I think there was a joke about Raquel, and all of the girls were laughing. Yeah, it was that a was actually bit, really everyone cute. Everyone was having a good time about each other getting roses. They're giving up. They're giving hugs. My takeaway was that Nick, we've seen him do it a couple times over the course of this season. He loves chilling with all the girls and him. He, like, keeps walking into rooms where it's, like, all—and he's, like, hey, can we all, like, chill in this room? And he loves to just, you know, shoot the shit with the group.
3: I had two takeaways. One he's, is that the rose ceremony was very much like a bar mitzvah candle lighting ceremony because everyone's <laughs> sort of— had, Oh, it's, like, ev- the main people in your life each get a candle. There are 13 candles for 13 years. And you, like, stand years.
0: up there and you call out each one. And everyone
3: gets, and like, like a nice up. little poem. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, an anecdote with every rose. Mm-hmm. Wow. And my second takeaway <laughs> was that it seems to be a theme that, like, at the beginning of every episode, the girls, but mainly Corinne, are, like, very much living in fear of Nick. And every time he's around, it's like, oh, now we could go home. This is a
0: new development for Corinne. We've only seen this from yeah. her in the last couple of weeks as it sort of dawned on her that she might actually be on the chopping block for the They're, like, time.
3: huddled in emergency blankets, like disaster relief <laughs> blankets, and it just – I don't know. I feel like usually you're happy to see The Bachelor, but now he's sort of a –
2: menacing a, a figure important
3: yeah Is a menacing yeah. figure for yeah. them
2: especially when he was carrying they couldn't tell how many roses that's the thing about roses <laughs> when they're in a bunch like that are they all the same color how many how can many I t- in t- hand? can I tell
3: you the trick please you got to count the stems not the blooms
1: that's, Whoa, that's yeah. so brilliant yeah. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, would have <laughs> yeah. thought of that one. because
3: the blooms
1: max
0: just schooled all of us <laughs> yeah. on well, rose I'm, I'm counting love a pod where i learned
1: something yeah
3: sure sure there's more.
1: <laughs> well, we've barely <laughs> begun. But there was, yeah. be no, there was
3: nothing to be scared of.
2: No, there's nothing to be scared of. Everyone was going to get to go to hometowns. But did Nick cry and in that Brooklyn. session? Did Nick cry in that he, session? He was
1: still teary, I think, from talking to Christina. Unbelievable how much he cries. I love it. I like it, too. It's like, Show some emotion. Yeah. Okay. Love seeing I a grown agree. man cry.
2: A grown a Men tears are a, a good thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with male tears. The first time, it was like, that was nice. That, I that's love cute. male tears. The second time, it was like, that. you know what? Like, this guy's really raw. The 45th time this season, it's like, wow, this guy's got a quick trigger to cry. I don't
3: think of Nick as a huge crier, to be honest. You don't? I feel like when I think of Nick, I think of him mercilessly, like, massacring four girls on one date. Like a Jasmine. Thing. He wasn't upset to say about a Jasmine. Like, well, that's the way I think of Nick saying goodbye. Well, he cries
2: at
0: when he actually... Feels emotion, which is nice. He is you can read his emotions on his face, and it's the same thing with the tears. He actually had a lot of respect for Christina and was upset letting her go. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he teared up.
1: That seemed appropriate.
3: Yeah, no, I have no problem with the tears.
1: I love it because on The Bachelorette, there's always tons of crying.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I like to see yeah, I a w- bachelor I want who's who acts invested, like who acts like his emotions are involved. And is getting vulnerable. Um, but it is very weird when there's, like, a cliffhanger and then you come in fresh to a new crying. episode and he's already crying. And you're, like, out of sync with that yeah. as a viewer. It doesn't really land when it's at the beginning right. of the right. episode
0: and you're not sure what's going beginning on. Beginning of an
3: episode, I'm expecting some beautiful establishing shots of, like, Bimini or wherever they are next. Yeah. It's great to be here. Excited for what's Maybe on a this a close-up
1: day. shot of, like, a frog mm-hmm. just inching along Yep, or a beautiful beach. wave. Him walking
0: along the beach looking pensive. Yeah, but
3: now you're getting that 20 minutes into an episode and it throws me off. You know,
0: we're just all out of sorts here. It was like
1: a horror movie the way it was cut, though, where the girls were sitting there being like, where's Nick? Oh, my God. He's going to come get. (laughs) And then it cuts to a shot of Nick, like, rambling along the (laughs) beach (laughs) ominously. Like, he's coming, girls. Um, But they they all get to go to hometowns. And first we go to
0: Hoxie, Arkansas with Raven.
2: Go Hogs. That was on the door. That was on the family. Go grain,
3: go hogs, go grain.
2: Wow, it was. But it said go. So clearly, they're Arkansas fans. I'm
3: rooting for I'm rooting for the famous Hoxie grain buckets. What are
2: you talking about? Oh, where are the they, secrets? Were where they put were they the secrets.
3: Arrested? Are they
0: called yeah. grain buckets? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna it's go ahead of and of say grained. no. Silos, grain silos. silos, silos. Green
3: silos. Um, I grew up the green. next town over from Hopsie. We call them buckets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of those super regional things. Um, first, they go for an ATV drive to a grain bucket
2: mm-hmm. to um, tell some secrets.
0: And Nick was very into Raven. He was like. Look at you,
1: all rugged. He, yeah, he liked <laughs> that she was kind of like showing her tomboyish yeah, side. It's taken Driving me a long around. time.
3: I've been, uh, to be honest, and I know we're all that honesty here. I've mm-hmm. been out we on are, Raven. No. I've been, uh, I'm sorry. I've been <laughs> out on Raven. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. She's mm-hmm. perfectly kind, just kind of out. But when she got off that ATV, took off her helmet, swung her hair around, and said, welcome to Hoxie.
1: You were like, <laughs> so, count me in. <laughs> your type it. is like. Pin-up girls from calendars that feature tractors.
3: My type is... I think uh, Max is learning about his type. (laughs) (laughs) type This is is, a journey of emotional self-discovery. Southern tour guides, like going on an ATV tour of Swampland, saying hello, greeting you.
0: Yeah, I actually saw more chemistry between Nick and Raven in this date than I have the whole season. Like, they've had good conversations, but... I thought—I don't know. I thought it was, like, a little bit sexy with them, like, driving around in the mud. A little bit sexy? A little bit sexy? It was a situation. That was a lot of bit yeah, sexy. Yeah, a lot of bit sexy.
2: Okay, but for me, I didn't find it so <laughs> sexy because I thought— being like making out in the swamp,
1: yeah, <laughs> not no. sexy.
2: Also, content. Raven was
3: like a touch drowning. Yeah,
1: yeah, they yeah. were yeah. a little bit too much. It immersed. was a little bit
2: waterboardy. Craig? I didn't <laughs> find it sexy. I found it upsetting.
1: My fiance <laughs> turned to me and was like, "What are they doing? They're gonna get MRSA." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it
2: but When surely. he was like, "No,
1: really, that's how that one girl got flesh eating back." And I was like, "I know what you're talking about. Trust me. Like, we're on the same page here." It really freaked me out.
3: Between Caitlyn <laughs> yes. season or I guess the
1: swamp element was not
3: not sexy the,
0: not sexy I was but the playfulness <laughs> okay this is a family podcast no but that,
2: but that was a, a bachelor it's reference. a
3: bachelorism. <laughs> yes no I got it um, <laughs> every second Nick has put into his body since leaving Caitlyn's season was preparing. leading up to this oh my god 100% yeah. he was cut AF in the swamp
0: <laughs> he was also like wait there's a body of water time for me to take my shirt off finally yeah
3: it worked these
0: gym selfies have not been
1: for nothing he
2: also ruined a pair of boots that's fine I mean, they look like he nice. Got a new outfit a like new three pair. days I mean, later. You're right. You're right. But he did get a full so, new outfit.
1: Like I did feel sort of emotional about how she was wearing like a white shirt and he was wearing his nice date outfit. And then they just drove through mud on purpose. I was like, why don't you just go for a nice drive on your ATV? You also can't and,
2: talk to each other at right. on ATVs. There's no. no communication going on. It's just Well, maybe just they're better racing. that way. And that's a dark comment on their relationship. And we know
1: we didn't have a chance – they didn't have a chance to share secrets with each other because they went to the grain silo, which holds all the secrets. It's – Do you think that's where the – That's why it's so big. Do
2: you think that's where the kids would go do drugs? Drugs. Drugs and guessing – Drugs in town, though. That's you go do drugs at the I think grain. you do
3: drugs and sexual things. and
1: Maybe the
0: railroad tracks, too, which we saw her walking along in her intro. I feel like you, like, you don't want to do really drugs on the Hoxie. railroad
3: tracks. I know Hoxie. If We've you, seen all of Hoxie. If you drop me in Hoxie right now, I'd, be, I'd get to the Raven's house perfectly. You'd be yeah. You'd get to the Raven's house. <laughs> that's the one thing we'd sorry. definitely be able to <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> you also have an in with the
2: police? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you know, know a policeman ra- in, in, in Hoxie. Don't worry about it.
1: So that that whole sequence I loved because the cop pulls up and instantly I'm like, "That's her brother from the teaser we saw of dinner." Also, like, he's
3: miked. Yeah, <laughs> he was miked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a, definitely not no tension at all. Because I wasn't it was clearly concerned. a setup,
3: but Nick was a little bit concerned. He's, I don't know.
1: He seemed a little concerned.
3: Raven actually, I thought, did a
2: great job playing she sold along. Sold it. Yes. Oh my god, incredible! Well, how many times Raven, do you think
3: I'm... Raven's done that by the grain bucket? is like by the yeah. Yeah. Oh, with scared her Oh, boys with the brother pulling oh. up, like, oh, blaring the sirens.
1: Oh, it's I a classic a raven. Move. I don't know if she could because they all know each other.
3: Everyone in Hoxie. I, I How many people your live in
1: Hoxie? I don't know. Well, they, what they, they would guess, do is they, they call up
3: people from my town, <laughs> just a couple towns over. Mm-hmm. We I was going to guess twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred.
1: Let's see.
2: I don't know. I don't know the population.
0: Uh you're really close. 2,719 as of 2013. So
2: it's okay. one of my great skills actually. Yeah,
0: wow, that was <laughs> impressive. I have literally
1: no concept.
2: Basically um. everybody knows everybody. I think I know that many people in my, in like, you recognize the face?
1: Yeah, so it's yeah. like you go to high school with people, yeah. like you watch your friends' kids grow up with mm-hmm. your kids. It's a good place. I'm. You know what, I'm thinking about relocating.
2: What did you think about their uh, conversation with their parents? That was It was a it was a I, I felt know. really bad. Convo.
0: What an intimate family moment and for Nick, Nick yep. to be a part of. It was so un- he Like did I, not I need understood to be there. that they wanted they're like the bachelor producers were like, "Hell yeah, we have this emotional <laughs> moment for them. It's gold." And all I could think was like, "This is so inappropriate yeah, for Nick so inappropriate. to be present." Yeah. It was
3: so but upsetting. But this is the
1: first time they've been able to talk to their daughter in like six months. Right. Weeks. So of course they're going to tell her your right. dad's cancer-free
0: and she was so overcome with emotion and then you realize her TV boyfriend is sitting there going, that's awesome. I'm so happy for <laughs> yeah. <that> you
3: guys. <laughs> also like 15 years down the line when they're reminiscing about this beautiful moment where her dad was declared cancer free. Yeah. You know, three quarters, 75% chance it's not Raven who marries Nick. Oh, and Nick was there. Nick was there. <laughs> I
2: also feel like uh, her dad being cancer-free is a message that could have made it through production at some point before then. Yeah, you ping like her family her. could have reached out and been like, yes. "Hey, just just tap Raven at some point and let her know." But, that's then okay. get, but then, they, but then they, wouldn't, they wouldn't
1: be doing that because then they wouldn't get to have this moment on the show. Like uh, like not the family but the producers. Right. They right. might hear that and be like, oh, we're going to save that oh, for a big uh, moment. It's so dark. It's
3: very dark. Do you think Nick had a good time during that conversation? No. no. Yes. I think he did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that he left Hoxie in a uh, beautiful moment. But I think he left Hoxie and that was the end of Raven. I think she's going to get a rose, but I think that was the end of his relationship. Oh, wow. I thought really? that was the – Start of Raymond.
1: I honestly didn't see, aside from the swamp makeout, a lot of like affection between them. It seemed like they were kind of palling around, and you like the the emotional moments with her family that was really clear. He didn't touch her, really. He didn't know how to comfort her, and it's, yeah. he has a more natural rapport with some of the other women. And, I agree. And
2: some of the other women's parents. Family as well. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It seemed like in Hoxie, this is actually like a true analysis. This is no jokes. It seemed like they, he was not speaking the same language as everyone else in the family. Whereas then you would see him in later conversations, which I'm sure, like we'll talk about, they were having some like real serious adult yeah, he conversations, didn't quite and I gel think Nick likes that those. family. But I think it was because there well. just
3: simply wasn't so much time for Nick during this incredible moment for the Poe. I call them the Poes. I think Raven's last name is Poe. Like, <laughs> Raven Allen Poe. I call her Raven Allen Poe. Um, <laughs> I'm Pretty
1: sure we it's know Gates, what it's, it's Poe.
3: Um, <laughs> so I feel like they just had more business to take care of than Nick.
1: But then they still had
0: had a conversation with the dad and Nick.
2: They still had
3: a conversation. What
0: an odd thing to have to then pivot. He started that conversation by saying, I want to start by saying, I'm so happy for the news you got. (laughs) And he's just like, so uh, if I was to ask your daughter to marry me, like, it was just weird. His now classic
3: speech that we heard four times. Mm, That's Um, painful. I got to say, the top four emotional moments in Bachelor history for me when – Raven and Mister Poe, when she said, "I'd never have any other man besides you walk me down the aisle," like, whoa, that was some real, real happy, nice things out of nowhere. Oh my God, you that hated was it. so
1: hard for me. You to, hated it because I, I hate what's behind that in terms of cultural expectations and norms. Yes, uh, their relationship is really lovely, but I was sort of like, "Why wouldn't your mom walk you down the aisle?" You know? Yeah, I was. There was so at much it. evidence on uh, uh, emphasis on the patriarchal. Um, set up and on all of these dates really and that was really frustrating because I love all these girls mostly and I think they're (laughs) They're like cool strong women and then it came down to you know talk to the dad ask for permission if you couldn't walk me down the aisle then no one would
3: that sucks and it always sucks I guess just for me that's it was put in very stark contrast to the cancer-free discussion with Nick there. Yeah, to- I was
0: more focused on the emotional connection between Raven and her father, and I did appreciate that Raven's dad, in his conversation with Nick, and I couldn't quite tell here, like, whether Nick was reading the family and and then moving towards the dad, whether he had asked, also spoken to the moms and they had cut it, or whether, like, Nick himself felt that the father was the one he needed to talk to, I couldn't quite tell. Um, but I did appreciate that a few of the dads, including Raven's, made a point of saying, well, I trust my daughter. I trust mm-hmm. my daughter's mm-hmm. judgment. If she's happy with you and thinks she's gonna be happy, then, you know, I'm on board. Um, which I think is the when you're presented with that question is kind of the only acceptable way.
3: Yeah, and to when presented it. it by like stammering emotional Nick. <laughs> pseudo-emotional Nick, like, I don't know, these, these poor families. Yeah.
2: All, one of the, the, This goes beyond just uh, Raven's thing, but a lot of the families, one of the first things that the parents always ask them is, what is it about my daughter that you love so much? Which is a totally legitimate and yes. accurate question. And his answer pretty much to all of them largely circled around how attractive they are.
1: Yeah, he thought it they It was were not hot. great. And yeah. it was not
2: great, and I also think that it is, it seems in line with the nick we've come to know this season sexed up nick sexed up nick who's kind of got a thing uh, like his uh the way that he judges people is maybe not the same way that i would the same like level of importance i place on different things but it was really comforting i think it was vanessa's mom who asked nick what he thought he's like well when your daughter first walked out of the limo i she was my favorite and she's like okay I don't care about that part. I'm glad you think that my daughter is, like, attractive. But, like, what else is there?
0: No, I loved that exchange with Vanessa's mom. And we'll get to that when we get to Vanessa's date. Um, it's funny. That the, was all, the
2: four parents' fantastic. conversations. This this episode had—we were talking about it earlier. I thought I had, like, several truly tender moments, even by bachelor standards. Not, like, hokey tender. Like, legitimately yeah. tender Thought-provoking, like, we need to have a larger conversation about these kind of things, moments. Um, which is, like, that's a really important thing for The Bachelor to achieve. So it's hard to talk about one of the conversations because when you're co- trying to compare the four different girls, yeah. it seems like you sort of have to... Tie feel them like, all okay, together. Like they, he, it was like this at this family, but in, similarly or differently, it was like this with this family. All four,
3: all four hometowns were so, so different. Yeah. And the the... And depth. the patriarchal stuff was different in each hometown. Mm-hmm. And I just think the I've depth a- of this episode was so different. I guess why I was so caught by surprise by that Raven's dad moment is because this whole season I feel like has been like how to put your hands on boobs and <laughs> cutting seven girls in a single episode. This was like sort of the first time I felt like we were watching a season of The Bachelor and not an extended version of Paradise. A little bit? Yeah. It was a, little I bit. thought I thought it was This a, was, it was a, felt a,
0: like real emotion yeah. finally. And at this point in the season – I want that. I'm kind of over Mm -hmm. the like Corinne show of how funny and crazy and who's the villain. Like, I don't care anymore. I want to watch some emotional investment.
1: also feels that way and that's why you see him cutting like three girls all of a sudden because he's like i'm not having this emotional connection with them yeah why are they yeah. here i didn't mind that i thought no that, that's been great yeah. i just think it's yeah. come
3: at the maybe at the expense of him developing connections with the girls he does I think like. a
0: lot of it is editing choices yeah. and the fact mm-hmm. that they wanted to include so much of corinne's ridiculous one-liners which are mm. super entertaining but i think that and, and i also from what i've just like Chatter-wise, it seems that maybe some conflicts between Rach that involved Rachel Rachel and Vanessa Vanessa were also left on the cutting room floor. I I don't know what the motivation behind that Mm -hmm. is. Um, So I think we just sort of ended up with these. Gaps in mm-hmm. in those emotional connections, and like, I'm I'm happy we're finally getting to them.
3: Like the infamous volleyball game,
0: right? Which yeah. made yeah. no infamous sense.
3: Maybe the that. worst moment in Bachelor history because it
0: was not a storyline that <laughs> no. made any amount of sense, and you could just tell, like, wait, we're missing half of this. Okay, mm-hmm. so then we move on to Karen, Rachel, 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 Rachel. Which, which, Wait. Oh yeah, I
1: no, I skipped through my notes. Loved this date. So much.
0: I love Rachel so much. I'm so excited that we get to see her for an entire season.
3: So, yeah.
1: Are we just going to skip talking about her date? No. Because she is no longer in the running? No. No. There were a couple things. I
3: thought it was really funny when – I guess she was doing it in the moment when they first got to the church and she was saying, like, I just really want him to feel comfortable and then you see him sitting in the church looking so uncomfortable.
1: They definitely
3: uh, did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. no, well, they, they did a great job. They did it on purpose and yet yeah. the narrative was that he was extremely comfortable. But I don't know. <laughs> he's very illustrative <laughs> the with his face. I thought that
2: the narrative was that he was extremely he they definitely made him visibly uncomfortable, but then the narrative was that he was extremely embraced. That the, right. Everyone else around him helped to bring him into it. The
1: arc is it, like he it, wasn't comfortable and then he becomes comfortable. Right,
2: exactly. By everybody like working together and holding hands and like want everyone wanting the same thing, which yeah. was everyone to be comfortable. They're all like Therefore, Let's got make to that this, place.
1: this tall white drink of milk, <laughs> feel <laughs> as comfortable as we can right. in our, our safe place. I don't
3: think he was so embraced at the family, but that's I guess we're we're getting to that. Uh, there were yeah. just some interesting I mean the church yeah. was
1: definitely a very supportive environment um clearly Rachel is involved in the church and and it clearly was a really important space for her i yeah. thought it was like a sweet moment i i wondered whether he had been warned what because he came up he wearing came in his a suit like, his,
3: he came yeah. fresh off an interview yeah he was and right. i was like
1: is he just terrified of her dad or like did he <laughs> I know, know i couldn't tell <laughs> but she was like yeah you're dressed great so i i get the sense that she passed along some it's so
0: sad to watch this for me a little bit because they seem to have the easiest chemistry. I know. I of, totally of any buy them. I mean, a lot. Like, yeah. Rachel giggled immediately when Nick walked up. They do, like, kind of, like, the run and hug thing that feels very natural. And then you're like, but we know this doesn't work She's out. immediately branded
3: as an also-ran. It's re- no, well, not good hold on. The,
2: the, I think the most interesting question is because I—, I I get it why she has been announced already and I don't I don't, I don't take it – I don't think it's so offensive. So I think the most interesting question from this is trying to figure out why was she announced early because clearly there's a method. There's a reason. There's
3: any well, Chris number Chris Harrison of, said it's because they didn't have enough time to recruit people specifically for Rachel because – Oh,
1: we'd heard that. Yeah, that's something that we've heard. Casting.
3: I, I think he did an interview about I, that recently. Okay, I also had
0: heard the theory that like she didn't have um, enough – of like a social media presence, like people weren't uh, really f- gravitating and following her enough, so they maybe I wanted think, to put the focus I think they on they her from viewers that
1: because her relationship is clearly the strongest, and but she's no longer someone that people are talking about as a contender.
2: So I think it's a little bit different. I think that we all agree watching last night's date was, and with the knowledge that she was going to become the Bachelorette, it read more like. The beginning of a larger conversation that the show is now willing to have. Whereas, if she had not been announced as the bachelorette, it's like we're just dipping our toe for one hot second in this really intense conversation that is a good conversation to have, and then she will lose. Then the show and
3: let that happen in two weeks. Well, but then the
2: show, but then the show ends up looking um, as kind of tone deaf tokenizing as maybe tokenizing and tone deaf as it always has well, comes up, and even I worse than the fact that they I were willing hard. to embrace it for a second and then sort of be like oh we like told this story and like bye see you later I but see since we as... know that she's coming up in the future it's sort of like we are getting to know a, a new element of the show a new depth of the show i guess oh.
3: i felt like the more the most tokenist thing that they did by announcing her early was make it like oh well she's black so obviously so she's need... not going to win so who cares Right. We'll it, that was the
1: I don't I mean, I think it, it can't help but have that effect, though. You know, it, yeah. it takes her out of the conversation, which is, I think, when people form their strongest attachments is to in these few weeks. These I agree. Weeks. I,
0: I would I would have minded it less if they had spoiled yeah. themselves even like a week or two later. And it um, does
1: feel very like, oh, she's different.
0: So, we need a special recruiting for her. Although, I also like hope, I really truly hope that we do see more men of color in the contestant pool. I don't think
2: they're going to be able to get guys for her. Like, it's the Bachelor. The Bachelor, people people turn out for the Bachelor in this era.
3: Chris Harrison's explanation to me sounded like, oh, we want to make sure we can get men of color on time. And that just made it feel even more just. Less than in a way, I don't know. It was just an interesting choice. Well, also,
0: they have dug themselves the hole of being kind of a racist show oh, for yeah. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I you know it would not be surprising to me if they had a tougher time recruiting non-white men, non-personal trainer men.
3: Mm-hmm. Which I can't mm-hmm. wait. <laughs> and that. I software. need this yeah. software salesman.
1: And to the point about the larger conversation, I hope that that's true. I almost got more of the sense that they were trying to get it out of the way. Like, this is what her family thinks, but Rachel, you know, is fine with being an interracial relationship. She knows that other people will talk about it, but to her personally, it's not a big deal. Now her family has met her with a white boyfriend, so that won't be a new thing. Like, it almost seemed like they were like, let's get all the race stuff out there, and then it maybe won't have to come up as much on the show next season.
2: Interesting. I, that did not occur to me that this would be like a, a a mass dump of intensity that they were then going to use to dial it back moving forward. Because my takeaway was like clearly this is an important conversation to be had and it's a, one that the show has been many, many years late in having and that they've picked someone who is like clearly so smart and so confident and so able to carry these situations that we're going to like – we'll ride with Rachel the whole time. And, like, we're going to learn. And we're going to deal with things. And we're going to, like, it's making us confident in
3: her. I actually didn't think it was so intense what went down when we got to meet her family.
1: Just compared to, like,
3: Corinne. The bar is yeah. so,
1: <laughs> the bar is to so, so low for yeah. actual— um, Like, talking about race at all, Yeah, and that was pretty much most of what we saw. Was yeah. that being like, do we even know what our
0: traditional also, how, dishes how are? how did you guys feel— about how much her date focused on race. Because well, I did see kind of mixed commentary on Twitter with and I, I personally felt torn about it. Cause on the one hand, I was like, just because she's not white shouldn't mean she doesn't get the
3: mm-hmm. typical
0: fairy tale hometown date if we're kind of pl- if we're playing into that narrative with this show to right. begin with. On the other hand, I thought it was a million times more interesting it
3: was Ireland, than, yeah. uh,
0: than most things on this show because we, the Bachelor likes to pretend we live in this world where things like race and religion and political view don't matter, whereas anyone who's actually dated in the real world knows that those things play into our daily lives constantly. Well, you
3: say the Bachelor likes to live in this world. I think that could be edited to say Nick likes to live in this world. And I'm really glad that that's the way that sort of the date was informed that – Based on the tone Nick set, which was – he kind of kept saying like – the the way he was articulating why, why he loved Rachel and, and why she was black was sort of like, well, I love her in spite of her race. I love her, but I don't even see that I love her because you – know, it, it it came off to me as a little bit tone deaf. and I then think
1: that he was – and I see what – I definitely felt what you were saying. I think he was trying to express that it wasn't a fetish for him.
3: Oh, interesting. Because he did yeah. also
1: say, "I'm not
0: colorblind" at one point, which I appreciated because yeah. I I do think it's it could have come but off. But then in everything this way. else he
3: said was sort of trying to prove how colorblind he was, which mm-hmm. I was glad that Rachel's sister Constance kind of teased that out a little. bit. I loved Constance; she was great.
0: I also think we need to remember that this was filmed mm-hmm. literal days before <laughs> yes. the election. Before so, yes. This is like the week before the election. So one has to <laughs> assume that Imagine racism yeah. was on everyone's mind. Yeah. If you I are, actually wrote yeah. down
1: what Rachel's sister said. She said, I respect the fact that Nick says, I don't see color. I see Rachel. But with the climate that we're in, you know, there's more racism coming out. You need to know how to navigate she said it's not
0: something you can like hide that. and ignore and live in your own bubble, mm-hmm. which I And she was said great. that because yeah, no, it I, think
3: it, I think she interpreted Nick as maybe hiding and living in his own bubble a little bit. And I didn't think mm-hmm. that was, like, antagonistic at all. No. It was just a good conversation, I especially agree. since well, Constance is in an interracial
1: like, oh,
3: yeah, relationship true. herself with Alex. Yeah. So that, like, it seemed even more pertinent because she really does know what Alex, she's talking about.
1: Alex is the more huggable version of Nick.
3: <laughs> Alex is a good guy.
1: I like him. Yeah, yeah, I liked him.
3: He's a, he's a little bit like Bob Guinea. He,
1: he's <laughs> like, I've I've made this happen. Let's see if you can handle it. I yeah. also like how he sat down and was like, looked at Nick and was kind of joked, like, I can't help but notice you are white. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seemed like the family is comfortable talking about race. Her family was awesome. Yeah. Her I was mom was yeah, I great. Loved her separate mom. Separate
2: from all the race stuff, like her so we were the patriarchal stuff that we were talking about. Her dad wasn't there. Her mom... Right,
0: he's a federal judge. Apparently, they met off camera and, um, unsurprisingly, not a great look for a federal judge to nope. be on the bachelor.
2: Yeah. Um, and same with, like, professional quarterbacks. It's just, like, people... It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's people of any form of esteem. You just, like, stay away from that. <laughs> but
3: if you have your own it's signature olive marinade, it. you're good. You can, be, you can be on with your own, um,
2: own olives. <laughs> but so, in that patriarchal thing, her mom, that, you know, there's, like, the different archetypes that moms can fall into in these conversations. Like, all these conferences... This show only has so many hometown yeah. conversations they're all like follow a certain script mm-hmm. but her mom that's like the exact tone i look for in a mom when i see someone act, i'm like oh that's that is dope you aren't so Like, warm and affectionate over the top. You're not like, I mean, this is just so great. You're like like, it's an interview, and you're, like, skeptical. There's got to be a level of skepticism. (laughs)
1: But she also had a warmth to her.
2: For sure, 100%. But it
0: was was appropriate.
1: You could definitely (laughs) see Rachel growing into being her mom in the way that you often do on these dates. But, like, it was such a good look. Like, her mom is so self-possessed and beautiful and just, like— had the perfect mom tone. I think I I tweeted something about how it made me wish like that I could have brought my boyfriends home to meet my mom because there was that with your dad and you see this with the dads there's a bit of protectiveness and a little bit of um, well if you ever hurt my little girl and with the mom it's able to be a little bit more um, of just a I was my daughter once and I have found a man who made me happy and I hope that you can make her happy. It's a little more of a Calm discussion I also thought
2: we'll get to it later but I also thought Vanessa's mom had a really great balance also
1: yeah yeah Vanessa's mom and Rachel's
0: mom were two standouts for me
2: peas and pods
1: but Kathy uh Rachel's mom apparently liked Nick Seem like she felt good about Nick. Does seem the to be like
2: genuinely winning people over in these conversations. It doesn't seem to be sort of when when they're always like, you know what, you're a good guy. I feel like we heard that a couple yeah. times where there's the level of skepticism, and then they say, you know what though, you actually are a good guy. So there must be something about I Nick. I
0: think when when you meet he's Nick, Nick yeah, we yeah. We've, we've met Nick. He he comes across well in person. Yeah. and he's thoughtful, and he mm-hmm. looks you in the eye, and he actually has a conversation despite his you know mumbling and awkwardness a little bit, like. You can tell that he's thinking things through when he says them, and you can tell he he tries to take in what people say to him
3: right. I think it also read that this process has been somewhat taxing for Nick mm-hmm. and to <laughs> I think see some that right. But I think for the parents to see that that yeah. this is a guy who who is taking this seriously and who has been affected by this crazy situation he's been in now four times to see someone who is not affected by that would be maybe a red flag for a parent
1: right Right. and he's very close to his family and he saw his family go through this with him twice Mm -hmm. several times and he's (laughs) spoken about that about how difficult it was for them and we saw them on the show so i think he's definitely able to relate to the families on that level of knowing how difficult it might be for them We're going to take a quick break, but stick around. When we get back, we'll have more with Sam and Max. Stay with us. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep?
0: Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it
1: be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time.
0: The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority.
1: Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it.
0: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp
1: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
0: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge.
1: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp.
0: Visit betterhelp.com love to see it today to get 10%
1: off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot love to see it. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one
0: convenient place with Zola.
1: Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible.
0: And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want,
1: Zola takes you from save the date right to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today.
0: Start planning at Zola.com.
1: That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Allo Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Allo Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing, like mine is.
0: And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient.
1: They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, hit classes, or reformer Pilates workouts.
0: Truly truly have it all because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments.
1: I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pick-up or drop-off. You're making a lunch you're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working and Allo Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in. In those spare moments, when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class, I can do something that gets my heart rate up, and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to Allomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership.
0: That's Allomoves.com, code LTSI20.
1: Allomoves.com, code LTSI20.
0: I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear.
1: Mm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles, and I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have
0: items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50,
1: organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... And passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes.
0: I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince. But I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories I just purchased an incredible neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name.
1: Indulge in affordable luxury.
0: Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns.
1: That's com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. quince.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's
0: quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild.
1: One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 830 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all.
0: Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks and... It's been really helpful because my French is not good, but now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. You can never sound like an
1: idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the podcast, Emma, have you checked out our news quiz on Google Home? I haven't. What is it? It's like a weekly quiz on Google Home where you can just check out how closely you've been following HuffPost's top stories, including the most important ones, the Bachelor stories.
0: That actually sounds pretty cool. Um, Potentially more fun than some of the group dates this season, like the the shoveling poopy one
1: yeah they should definitely do a trivia night instead it's this is sort of like it can i see the quiz in action yeah let's try this question
2: welcome to the HuffPost headline quiz let's see how up to date you are on the news here's your first question which contestant threw up during her one-on-one date with nick is it a corinne b vanessa c christina d rachel
1: b vanessa You got it. Wow. Remember when Vanessa threw up and Nick kissed her anyway? That's what we call true love, Claire. Romance at its best. So you're telling me there's a new quiz like this one every Friday? Yeah. If you have a Google Home, you should definitely try it out. You just say, OK, Google, talk to the Huffington Post, and the quiz will start.
0: That sounds pretty sweet. Now, back to The Bachelor. We take a turn. Hard from turn. the tone Hard. of Rachel Jane to Miami,
1: and Corinne's hometown is clearly like the fun, crazy one. Mm-hmm. Corinne says she just wants to have an ordinary day, that like every day for her. But Which she is with Nick, to and, spend and it's funny because I thought that she was a CEO of a multi-million dollar
3: company. <laughs> I had also been under them. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, she, she
0: runs that company.
3: Yeah, yeah
1: she, she does. does. But that only takes a couple minutes a day. Yeah. and then the rest of the time she is just. Walking through the shopping district, the, the very, of Miami, exclusive money. Right. very exclusive malls, very exclusive. I was like, I don't think exclusive mall is a thing.
3: <laughs> well,
1: I know that when I go into Forever Twenty One, no one is pouring me champagne. So,
2: had you ever heard of that store, whatever that store was called? Uh, I hadn't heard of it.
1: I I feel like it's the kind of store I wouldn't have heard of because I can't <laughs> afford to shop there. He tried on a like a twelve hundred dollar sweat suit.
3: He bought he, it. Yeah. I actually that,
1: thought he Well, he did he not. Buy it.
2: No, no. But he was gifted. I, I thought he looked good in the sweat suit. That one.
3: That, oh. I thought that was a cool look, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, but- also, Nick <laughs> loves all the, the style stuff. So I feel like he was just like having a grand old time. Oh, Nick had
3: an incredible time <laughs> in <laughs> until Miami. he looked at the price tags <laughs> and started
0: breaking out in hives, which was yeah. the most relatable moment of the season. I was days. bummed because really I like that.
3: Corinne and I've liked what she's brought to the table and what she's brought to this season. And that whole sequence was just. It was upsetting. It was just,
0: like, sponsored by capitalism. Yeah.
3: But
1: that's who Corinne—like, that's not new. That's Corinne's Yeah, I
3: guess demo. I was expecting Corinne to pivot. Yeah.
2: I think she was—I think it was a return
1: <laughs> the, you to— You can't expect to pivot this No. No. Well, no well, I
0: think someone was, tells you who they are.
2: It was a disappointing <laughs> return to form for Corinne, because in the beginning of the season, she showed up, and she was so dramatically over the top that it was like, oh, God, this girl is literally just here to get her own show. Clearly. Clearly that's the only reason. Then somewhere in the middle— I don't remember what the moment would have been, but, like, she started to grow on me, and I feel like she calmed down a couple of notches. And then it once sort Once of, Taylor got—, got
3: Yeah, divided, once, I, I guess it was maybe yeah. when
2: Taylor was gone. And then I was sort of like, oh, maybe this girl actually, like— is here for like something close to finding love and like maybe she actually is a little bit starting to like Nick and then we go back to the hometowns and it was just it seems so clearly like an audition for her own show (laughs) clearly she was like you had cameras around me all day every day in Miami this is what I'm going to give you and I was like oh yep no she's here for her own TV show and that's too bad.
0: Also, she's very very young. (laughs) She's very young, and I think that showed.
1: She's not that much younger than Raven, Actually, yeah, they're only about a year apart, which is that
2: young. She's 24. No, that's the thing. We keep saying, like,
1: 24. She's a lot younger than him. (laughs) It's a big age gap. But she's not so young. Right.
3: She She knows what she's doing. She feels young. She feels very young. She acts young. But I actually thought that, like, the reason I was so dismayed, I guess, by the shopping spree and the whole, like— nodding your head or shaking your head if you like the look, the classic movie trope, <laughs> is that I thought – like I actually kind of thought her relationship with her dad because they didn't really show as much of her mom was less daddy's girl than I would have anticipated. Obviously, we it was once you see her pull out the Amex Platinum and spend that all that mm. much money. Yeah. But like just the, the dynamic at the table was a little bit nicer than I was anticipating. I mean –
1: I'd, we have to talk about the dynamic at the table. It's the Olive Gate. But first, um, they at the he, she buys him a three thousand dollar sweater that looks like it's from the Gap, and she also gives with jeans and rules it, it for shopping.
2: Not, I would not have bought. I mean, I like that sweater, but not at that for three thousand yeah, dollars. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's <just> a bad <laughs> buy. Jesus That's Christ. a bad buy.
0: Like, look, um, you can get some fashionable things. For f- a far lower price. Go price. to J.Crew. Yeah, like, go to
3: J.Crew. That sweater is fine. Spend oh, wait, $300. But God, Nick's been to J.Crew. <laughs> Nick, Nick's done that. Nick he, this was a I step think, up, yeah. Yeah. I think
1: Nick feels more comfortable with that. He looked t- – because that would be his le- – he would have a wife who yeah. is comfortable dropping $3,000 – on an average shopping I day. I think Nick looked uncomfortable Nick is, like, but looked like, like he was having a lot of, of fun. like mental notes of like I have mm-hmm. to go on Dancing with the Stars like seven times. Yeah, <laughs> No I'm sure sh- I, I feel like he yeah he was having fun but was also mentally calculating whether he could ever be married to Corinne. And, and I, I think th- the answer was no. Do
2: you think don't you think that the mental calculation was already done before he ever landed in Miami? He, I think I, he was just yes, there literally actually. having fun. He, he, he it, it was just a trip to Miami and a crazy day with a crazy girl. Well let's hope so. No 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 Emotional he, way. I mean, he like definitely her. likes.
0: Karin, I guess yeah. but I don't think yeah. that he has been thinking of her as no. a. You know, well, final I
3: guess I'm two. the only one who thinks that he really has. Corinne is the only one he has a really con- connection with at all. I guess Rachel's disqualified from that. But I've always thought that his relationship with Corinne, I guess it's because it's the only relationship it's just that we see. We never see, see them right. talk,
1: and she doesn't like to talk. When they just talk, she's she's disappointed. But,
3: but he likes her. But
1: she, has I know adult he likes her. Sometimes. But he likes the other women too. I just – I I, I don't think her relationship is is anywhere above Raven and Vanessa.
3: Prior to this week, I would have said it's above Raven. But I guess now I'm charmed by Raven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that's the – well, so Corinne uh, then tells Nick that she loves him in the most awkward, forced way possible. She, like, can't even make eye contact with him. And it really seemed like it was just – like this is the time to do
3: yeah, it. She knew yeah, she, she, had she, to. she follows the playbook. It's yeah. a, there's a
2: playbook, and you say things at a certain time, and this is the bachelor playbook. So much so
3: right. that she knew that Nick wasn't allowed to say it back. Yeah, she, but she that pointed was funny. that out. funny.
1: but you know what? That's good. she yeah. should know that Nick. <laughs> no, they alive. should yeah. know that. But like, Vanessa
2: <laughs> throws Vanessa every time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she's, a, she's
1: <laughs> consistently. I don't think on Vanessa.
3: No, I think Vanessa thinks she's on another show. We'll get to that. Um.
1: Yeah, it just was odd to me that she knew she had to do it, but she couldn't sell it at all. She sort of. Said, and she can well, sell a lot of I th- things. Exactly. I would think, if of anyone, she would be good at selling something like that. Um, and then, so they finally are going to the family home, the Olympios home, where like it looks was like, very beautiful, like a
3: penthouse kind of situation. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: There's some height there.
3: Yeah. And beautiful view.
1: He meets As Nick
3: Said mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he meets Raquel. <laughs> Oof. This was upsetting. So to me. upsetting.
0: Like I, I buy that they have a close relationship yeah. with Raquel and that totally. Raquel is very important to Corinne and I. I don't knock that at all. But if we're going to say, like, Raquel is part of the family, she's such an important part of this date, to have her serving just yeah, felt was so yeah. gross it was and bad. weird. Yeah. Like, what? just have her fucking sit at the table. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, it wasn't was very clearly a deliberate choice by the show.
3: Or by the anyone. Olympias. I
0: don't know. Whatever it was, Some, it, was the, like, it was the wrong
2: choice. The show and the moment. editing did not decide to take out that upsetting part.
3: There right. is a world where Raquel is... Like there's a different type of archetype for the supportive member of the family, nanny, and mm-hmm. I guess that's what I thought it was going to be. Um, let me take you back to The Parent Trap. Chessie, the character of Chessie in The Parent Trap. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that's uh, yes. that's Hallie's
1: that's nanny.
3: Um, but like that kind of a thing, like a friend. The way that she was sort of described, if you take away the cheese pasta right. and that's right. the cucumbers, but no, she is. It's
1: very awkward. Dare that I say, not
3: a nanny, but a maid, full time maid. They're
1: talking about her. Raquel. They're talking about Raquel as they're all sitting at the table while she puts plates of food in front of them. And pours their wine. And yeah. they're talking about her in the third person. Like it's very uncomfortable um, that Raquel is literally putting plates in front of them and they're saying, why would they make fun of you about Raquel? Raquel is great. She's part of our family. She's literally pouring my wine right now. And yeah. like, As family
0: members <laughs> do, I sit down and expect every member of my family to just wait on me, of course,
3: yeah. And then Nick's, intero- Nick's private interrogation of Raquel was uncomfortable as well, and just seemed very forced. And was mean, it was, like it was sweet was when alien. Raquel
0: said that she loves Corinne, like mm-hmm. she's one of her daughters. And I believe that you know if you grow up with someone and that person does part of the child rearing, they probably hold a very special, yeah. um, you know, place in 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 your life. But it was just the the service element was really weird that and throwing was a, me. that was
2: a. a, a very deliberate choice yes, by the
0: show.
1: I agree, and I mean, right
3: uh, on the heels of the three thousand dollars cool. shopping spree. It just well, and also good. right
2: on the heels of uh,
1: but again, Rachel. But yeah. but again, so you, they can you, only show us stuff that is happening. Like I don't sure, but think, they can
2: choose. They could have chosen that right, the dinner but, just is on the table. But, but
1: what are we supposed to take away from that? Are we supposed to put less import into it because the show wanted to show us that no, it no, still no, happened.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you take anything less away from it. I'm saying. Clearly, they wanted you to take something away from it. But I have
3: no doubt that that we got an accurate depiction of Raquel's. Ra- they all seem very. 100%, 100%. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: Also, it's okay to say we employ a woman, right? But it was just the the gap between the way that they spoke. About that relationship, and then what we saw right. was just tanked. Corinne. Very, it was just the most unself-aware.
3: It was like the yeah. Rogers family, for example. I'm sure they have some people helping them out around the house, but mm-hmm. you don't see Jordan saying, you know, it wasn't it wasn't set up like that. We'll there have been it, other families with wealth on The Bachelor before.
2: It was just set
3: up. But
1: for, even wealthy families don't always have live in. No, service. they don't.
3: But when they do, they're not always sort of turned into memes and caricatures. But the whole thing was set
2: up for Corinne to be going – she's going home. That was it.
1: Well, I – yeah. Maybe I think was. so. Yeah. No, I agree. And
0: I think so uh, too. I think that's Especially what it was.
1: because we then saw this conversation. Can I first say yes. something about dinner? Yes. Um, because –
0: Were you sad there was no cheese pasta?
1: <laughs> I was relieved because <laughs> I've been getting so many tweets saying that Nick lied to me about meeting Raquel – I never asked him whether he met Raquel. I asked him whether he tried her cheese pasta, and he said no. I don't think he tried her cheese pasta, but he did meet her. Um, And Corinne says – Very, Corinne avoids describing Raquel as her nanny in front of her family, which I found very odd. And then she says, the girls in the house used Raquel as something against me. And they're all like, why would they do that? She's great. She's part of the family. And Corinne says, oh, I told her about – I told them about Raquel and then they said that I had a nanny. And I was like,
0: wait, hold on. You
1: literally described her as your nanny to the other women. That is how you introduced her. And I wonder if that's not something they say in the house because she didn't seem to want to tell her family that she had used that word. Well, I actually
2: think her dad's reaction, her, his first question to her, her saying that Raquel was a weapon used against me in the, the house, his dad's first question was, why did Raquel come up? Right. Yeah. Which, and which I thought was a very fair question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: didn't think he was a horrible guy. No, I didn't think he was a horrible guy at all.
2: A hell oh. of an olive maker.
1: Well, I think the olives were made by Raquel.
2: Oof! Ooh, dark. And he took credit in front of Conspiracy. her face. He took credit in front of her face.
1: <laughs> well, so they said, wow. Raquel, wow. Made Damn. They said Damn. Raquel made dinner. They said Raquel made dinner. And then they were very excited about how good it was, and they kept waiting for Nick's reaction.
3: That was great editing with the yeah, change music editing. while Nick was chewing the olives. Like, <laughs> a good <time>. I, was <laughs> I personally
2: them. hate olives, I and hate them. I would have done exactly what Nick did. You, you, I like olives. And I you like say, olives. I don't like olives, There's but a
1: divided of this Yeah. <laughs> It's the best. I think I like olives now because of yeah, this. I olive. like
3: olives a lot, and they didn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> they didn't not, look great.
1: You're like,
0: not the olives. I would have chosen it at Whole Foods. But
3: they looked like olives from Whole Foods. I have they to didn't avoid look.
0: the whole
1: olive bar area at Whole Foods because the smell you're, you're makes that me that turned off.
3: By oh wow, same yes. boat. Wow. You had a horrible time with Corinne. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Well, another another thing I love is watching people casually drop thousands of dollars on oh, a few it's items fun. Yeah, It no, used it's to good. when I worked as a sales clerk at J Crew. It used to like make me uh, like contact awkwardness. I was like, really, thousand dollar pants? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna get my manager. <laughs> it was. Interesting to me how I, I don't. I think it was a few of the parents
0: were kind of questioning what what are Nick's um, you know hopes for career. That
3: was, <laughs> after was this. that was interesting too. These were <laughs> some great hometowns. Yeah, they got into which, the which meat. I
0: thought was actually a totally fair question for Corinne's dad to have. It was interesting though that he framed it as like, "Will he have enough money to support?" all of your um, many of, financial of your, needs
3: yeah.
1: so oh my god that, yep. that <laughs> whole my that whole, oh my got, god. Yep, of, that whole mm-hmm. conversation made me so uncomfortable because what it came down to is i've trained my daughter to like expensive things and i don't Can see any problem her with that
0: those things she
1: is allegedly running a multimillion dollar company but she needs her husband to keep her in those things which to me doesn't like if Although she is an independent that she was happy to be the breadwinner,
3: and her dad seemed like kind of okay with that. I think it shows her dad's business acumen to spot this guy <laughs> as yeah. oh, this is a guy who's clearly off track from what he originally set out to do, and he gets it. And again, it's all colored by Raquel and the shopping spree and the olives like, none of this is good, but he. Like, I, I understand yeah, what the concerns are. Yeah, I thought the it was a fair question to lobby.
0: But, okay, I, I'm not sure if I heard what this happens, wrong. He but said, what
2: I, happens when all this goes away? And, like, it is true. What does happen well, I when think, all this I don't away? think Nick
0: quite knows what his path is besides Dancing with the Stars right. and so maybe showing a, up when Chris Harrison hosts who wants to be a millionaire. But I there. don't think it's just yeah. a yeah. question <laughs> of
1: when all this goes away, will Nick have be able to support you? It's a question of when all this goes away, will you still be interested? Like, she is definitely seduced by the, the Bachelor— lifestyle. I think Corinne might be able to get enough Instagram sponsorships for
0: the both of them. That's true. And he has plenty. Also, did I hear this wrong or did Corinne's dad, when he asked about the breadwinner situation, I thought he said you have to think of the worst case scenario like would you be okay with Nick being the stay at home mommy?
3: Yes, he did say that. Which Mm -hmm. I found very
0: (laughs) uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because, okay so if you're a caretaker, that's
1: Feminized automatically. Mom, like, well, yeah. it would ha- that would have to happen if he was going to stay at home with sure. the kids. Mm-hmm. Stay at home dads, not not, not real men. Not apparently, by
3: the way, I think they work. I think he works out of the house, yeah. so he is a stay at home <laughs> daddy. Yeah. Despite bringing in and all we the big bucks, got
1: no clarity on the mom's role. She None. doesn't appear to work in the business, and we also really hardly saw her. We yeah. hardly saw her. She and Corinne seem to have more of just like a chat, like a girl chat. Raquel took on the role of her mom. Um, yes. So Raquel does all the work of caring for the home and raising Corinne and her sister. And their mom is just, I guess, shopping. Like, yep. what are we supposed to I don't know.
3: Shopping. Well, I'll tell you what well, did seem what chill, chill, though. Doing. I'll tell you what <laughs> the seemed the chill.
2: Scotch. The cup? No, the cup with the thumb. Those oh, the thumb, chill was, great. The Those
1: thumb was great. cup alert. Those were wine glasses. They were drinking whiskey out of wine glasses. Like, Scotch. You
3: put your
2: thumb. You put your thumb you right put, there.
3: Scotch
1: is a kind yeah, of. It's yeah. rare
3: to see a man so proud precise. as when Corinne's dad pointed out the flat part of the cup for the thumb. That like, I get it. He he might not be have so much to be proud of in his life, but the cups.
2: He probably like, brings it up all the time. Hey, uh,
3: actually. If you, you put your you put your
2: thumb there, actually.
3: So that went well. Yeah, that went oh
2: very, God. very well. And yeah. Nick also seemed to
3: appreciate the thumb stuff.
1: But it's just another – it's like our life is – look at this cool shit we have.
3: They're the most materialistic family in Miami. We'll limit it there. <laughs> I,
2: I'll be honest. I'll be honest. None of it upset me. None of it – like literally none of anything that happened on this date upset me except for probably Raquel Serving because you would have to take that date seriously. At the start, to be upset by any of it, and I never took any of it seriously whatsoever. It is just a, a crazy girl auditioning for a different show, and a show trying to highlight that crazy
1: side.
3: It didn't surprise We're, me, but it upset me because I did think Corinna turned a corner. But I guess you can't take the Miami girl. Well, other you know, girl. you know
1: when you go home and you just suddenly are slamming your door and yelling at your dad, like, "Fine, I'll go out whether you want it or not," and mm-hmm. like, "No." Okay, <laughs> you just, Okay. on that note, let's move on to Vanessa <laughs> because we're really running
0: out of time It's here. a thing,
1: though, like regressing to the way that you were when you lived That's with That's true, yeah, except
0: that Corinne is, is, I guess, always regressing because she still lives But with she got family. out of the
1: house for, like, the first time for six
3: weeks. Right. And she by, like, week like four, she growing. seemed to have progressed a little bit. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, okay so then state. we head to Montreal, which I w- there was not enough
1: sampling of what Montreal has nope. to offer on this date, I have to say. Well, Vanessa, also, I think they were... I mean, obviously, all told, what's a day in the life like for yeah. you? Do that with him.
3: We learned and, about the Montreal education system, yeah, a little bit. Vanessa
1: doesn't really do fun stuff; like she she works and she hangs out with her family on the weekends. No,
0: I I really enjoyed I I enjoyed the date, but I just as someone who used to live in Montreal, I was like, <laughs> come on, oh. you gotta. <laughs> eat the food and like walk around a little, bit, around of you a little yeah. bit of poutine yeah, was like, where's the poutine where are the montreal bagels where's the smoked meat okay <laughs> when I'll, you I'll have your on. hometown date yeah. in montreal well i wouldn't have stuff. a hometown date in in montreal
1: but well, you never know the so like, classroom sequence well, was that's beautiful not where i grew up i well, really
3: beautiful. loved the classroom no yeah,
1: but you can just choose a place like kayla she was like, like i don't well, have just a here and i only lived here for college but let's go there wandering kayla um,
2: but everything about the school scene was really
3: I, touching It obviously. was lovely.
0: It was really, really beautiful, and it was a another one of those, like, actual moments yeah. Yeah, that yeah. evoked real, real emotion. moment.
3: Speaking of auditioning for others, like, I would watch a show of Vanessa's job. I thought that was really she nice. See,
0: her students seem to have such genuine affection yeah. for her. She mm. seems so, and likewise. Great. And she yeah, so wonder, great at what she does, Um, and I love that they actually got to— spend time with the students. And that was the, really nice. So,
3: so just, just to really establish,
1: nice. Vanessa works at a, a bilingual school for special needs students who are over 21. So he came in to meet all of her students, and they were waiting with signs and flowers. And some
0: great. of them crying. started
1: crying because they missed Vanessa so much. I yeah. thought that was
0: really touching.
3: I got, it was, the only upsetting part was that I thought the French-speaking students were a little bit alienated. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a lot of English and who knows how many of those kids were. really speak catering English.
1: to this American audience. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. I'm guessing that she probably said everything again in French. But why would, yeah, well, I mean, I,
3: why would they include that? I mean why
1: would they include that? Because
3: they wouldn't have included it.
1: Vanessa speaks so her many language languages. language thing, I
2: couldn't get over the
3: language stuff. It was pretty yeah. impre- French, well, it was so English, impressive. French, English, Italian, the accent, Lord knows what else is it? Mandarin. This is my second Lindsay Lohan reference of the pod. Wow, but you know her crazy <laughs> new accent. Of course. That's sort of what the Grimaldis have going on. It's like a mix of <laughs> Canadian, French, Italian, and it just is like a, an international accent. It's good. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I think her a grandparents,
2: lot. the grandmother, speaks any English, or she's just straight Italian.
3: Or straight French. She no, was speaking Italian. She was
2: speaking so, Italian. So, so, so yeah. But I, maybe,
0: yeah, maybe French yeah. and Italian. I like to think
2: that the, the grandmother didn't speak any other languages. They, like the grandmother in an Italian household, I think, should only be able to speak Italian.
3: It was really nice of Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa laid out I'd really like to unpack
1: that statement, by <laughs> the way. I think
3: it's. I think it's Keep
1: it's, that uh, grandmother in the home speaking <laughs> only Italian. And the grandfather,
2: both of them. But it's really nice to think that the the, the, the head of an Italian household should not be able You're to speak preserving any Preserving the Italian. old world. Exactly. <laughs> I
3: thought it was very Well, the courteous.
2: French
0: Canadians feel the same way. About French.
2: Piacere. Vanessa really. Mangiamo. You notice that one? That means let's eat. Yep. Mangiamo. Uh, I
3: would say this point in Italian if I could, but I'm not as worldly (laughs) as the Grimaldis or you. Um, I thought it was really nice that she laid out and illustrated what it means to um, just to to be the child of divorce. It means that Mm -hmm. you're going to go to one Mm -hmm. meal and then you're going to go to the other, just in case Nick didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Had
0: we seen them discussing her family before? Well, who was the one who was
3: like. Someone said that their parents were divorced. Maybe it just
1: didn't stick out for me. Yeah, that's possible.
3: I just thought that was silly. Like, they made a big deal out of No, she sort of –
1: because in the past we've seen divorced um, families on the show. If it's possible to do them all together, like if they, they will. can mm-hmm. be in the same yeah. room, they will. And she was like, I chose not to do that because that's not how life will be. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. Um, I guess the other time we've seen that is Chase's hometown. Oh, it was yeah. Also, to Chase's yeah. dad, and that he saw Ch- his dad separately because his dad is on terrible terms with the family. Right. So that was kind of the only option, <laughs> um, and kind of not on great terms with Chase either. It was a very tough day. Did Chase
3: come right. in third? Yeah, crazy. I know. Yeah. Who no.
1: Um, Yeah. (laughs) He remembers that guy. Uh, (laughs) Tommy Laren. (laughs) And this is also when we learned that Vanessa had a breakup that was.
2: Of course. Really
1: devastating to her entire extended family. That
0: was not something that we'd heard about before, right? But she sort of mentioned it as though they had clearly discussed it before. Like, what happened? We don't see. I know. There's so much. What happened in this breakup that was so traumatizing to her, her family, her extended
1: family?
3: Maybe he made her grandma speak English. Oh, my God. Maybe not. <laughs> Feels like there was he, something more How there. could he
1: make her speak English if she doesn't know how?
3: Maybe he just really tried very hard on well, uh, So <laughs> I thought – so
2: Vanessa's – with her families, there were there were two large questions. One was the this, like, mysterious, terrible breakup that we never heard about before. The second thing was that her family seemed to be honing in, or at least the editing was honing in, on the fact that her and Nick were, like, pretty legitimately um, – not on the same page necessarily with the rest of their lives and that there was some sort of a disconnect or some sort of a conversation that has not happened yet that you would think should have at least been tangentially answered. So when they said, what's the plan moving forward? The He's answer is like, isn't. I have literally no idea. Right.
3: I think it, it was I, her sister who said, like, you guys literally live in different countries. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did too. Because
2: yeah. usually even at home times, like there is a vague like understanding or there's an answer. Like you, you seem like there's some sort of a semblance of a plan. You can see how they'll figure it out or reconcile it at some point. This one seemed like, no, for you two to be so into this at this moment You guys have clearly not discussed these really huge things. And I thought her family was highlighting that in a very effective way.
1: I think it makes a lot of sense for her family to say that. I also think Nick is just being very cautious because he doesn't want to introduce those conversations with the woman that he then sends home. And especially Vanessa would read so much into that. And then if it didn't work out, then it would be – we discussed a That's future true. together. We talked about, you know, him moving to Montreal. We talked about our lives. But it And then it's seem, taken away. Yeah, I I agree with that. And often at hometowns, they don't really know what's going to come next. You know? No, but as I the as the family,
0: it makes complete sense that they would be like, you You don't live in the same country. Right. There are a lot more logistics that need to take place. If, right. You mm-hmm. know, if Vanessa's going to move—or if they're going to move countries, one of them. Right. There's a lot that goes into that. It's, it's not
1: easy. <laughs> it's
3: more of an issue when you have someone like Vanessa, who doesn't seem as though she's sprinting to go be the next host of First Look or something mm-hmm. like that. Whereas, although like, maybe she cur- does
1: have a history
0: on television, yeah, she, she does. has an IMDb page, which I know, on, a, a lot of people were freaking out about. And to me, I was like, that seems like a good thing if he wants the person he's involved with to mm-hmm. move to LA. <laughs> like, <Definitely>. yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, but after seeing all those family members and all those students, like mm-hmm. it was kind of yeah. nice that they were so concerned because it makes that seem a little bit more genuine. She is an integral part of those communities and it would be sad to have her ripped away. It's mm-hmm. also
1: like – I got the sense that she's sort of like their angel in the house. Like she does so much for the family. She Her job is helping people who depend on her to a certain extent emotionally and when she, – and she's so knit into the fabric of her family that when she's hurt – they're, they're hurt, all hurt and they can't handle it like they were sort of like maybe just don't do this cuz we'll be really upset when she was going to throw up in the anti gravity
3: ship they all were also going to throw up <laughs>
1: yeah they're they're literally physically up? connected to her but like it almost seemed a little bit like she was being sheltered because they didn't want to see her ever get hurt because it would be too hard on them and i like that that almost seems on like too <laughs> Close knit, like if that's possible, um, because they were sort of discouraging her. Because, like, her mom was like, "It was so hard on me when she when her last breakup happened. I don't think I can go through that again for herself." And Vanessa is sort of their little spirit in the spirit of the house that they have to kind of foster and guard around. This is also though where we get to that
0: uncomfortable exchange about Vanessa's
1: looks between
0: oh God, her mom.
2: Oh. <laughs> That was crazy. He just he I had the like bedroom
0: that. eyes on when he was answering. <laughs> He's like, she really made an impression on me.
2: But also, like, <laughs> talking to a girlfriend's Parents, like not only is that, with, not, not only is that, not the right answer. thing to say in general, like to anyone. Like, what's your favorite thing about like whoever your girlfriend or boyfriend is? Like, well, first of all,
3: they're, they're so hot, <laughs> and <laughs> they have had some good times. But so. meeting yeah. the
2: parents, you, how can that possibly be the thing you lead with?
3: <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think he also. How dumb I think he also referenced the fact that he gave Rachel the first impression rose to her parents. To he? her mom as because though that she means, was really beautiful. Yeah, as though that means anything to just like refer – these Ugh. self-referential bachelor things. Yeah. Like I step think, out of the world for a second, Nick.
1: And I, I'm not trying to I, – I can't remember how her mom phrased the question. But I think sometimes what parents do on these in these conversations that trips up simple people like Nick is what first drew you to my daughter? Uh. And then, uh, like, he he's like, literal. oh, yeah, the first she was thing, <laughs> hot. she looks super hot. <laughs> and that it's was, so I mean, for him. also
3: all her he brain. Could, all he needed to say was, like, oh, she got nauseous in the ship, but she it was okay. So easy. Like, That's it's such nice. an easy yeah. answer. There's 10 yeah, million things say to something you can say. very
0: vague. <laughs> yeah. You and could he went say, with like, the definitive luckily, worst one. Luckily, he yeah. got a second chance with Vanessa's dad. <laughs> yeah. And Another good,
3: good, good guy alert part, two.
2: I love good guy alerts.
3: Yeah. What? Uh, we if gave you... Vanessa's dad a good guy alert. We're just putting all the listeners on alert that <laughs> oh, okay. so we're about to talk about a good <laughs> that guy. If you
2: need a good guy, that's an alert. Good yep. guy alert. I guess it's
3: more of a bachelorette thing because there are more good guys. Right. Now. There <laughs> are.
1: <but laughs> yeah. there, we saw an unusual number of good guys this episode. Yep.
3: So just an alert to all the listeners out there. Uh, we're Vanessa's be... <laughs> brother
1: also got <laughs> good guy a good guy alert. Yep. Good guy. Somehow Ginger, Paolo. no one else in the family,
3: yeah, token to Ginger. Be. It happens. He
0: also was understandably very concerned about her job prospects were she to yeah. leave Montreal. All a very legitimate questions. questions. Yeah. Yeah. They seem very Very, legitimate. very, very legitimate. legitimate. Yeah, they seem yeah. – I think, think, you think you said she's loves, very close with her entire family. I think
3: you said he loves her more than anyone else in the world. Oh. And then I was thinking about her other sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. They didn't leave her. Okay,
0: so on to <laughs> dad. Um, he, Smaller he was not, vibe. not immediately impressed with Nick. No.
3: Good guy alert. He's
0: like, wait, did did you ask all the dads about weather?
1: Yeah. Which was they, a great question, they, they I asked thought. asked for the blessing, and he's sort of like, I'm not comfortable giving you a blessing.
3: I thought that was an okay thing for Vanessa's dad to get hung up on, but not for Vanessa to get hung up yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, it, weird, it weirded up. me yeah. out
0: that she was surprised. Like, this is – they can't only ask one of them. No. Right. That would ruin the show. <laughs> yeah. That's not how the show works. I, I think to an extent – the families are are definitely within their rights to be like, hey, this is fucking weird, and I have real concerns because you're this is real life for us. I do think the people who go on the show need to have at least a little bit of awareness that, like, the lead shouldn't say, isn't going to say, "I love you," before the end. Corinne the knows. lead is gonna ask
3: all, the, all families.
0: the families for, you know, some amount of reassurance.
1: But I do think that, and Nick has said before that it's good when they get emotional because it means they care. And I really see that with Vanessa. It's hard for her to be rational because she's very invested. She is very invested. And she's trying to find these crumbs of hope that he feels the same way. And then when they're dashed away, she reacts very viscerally. Yeah, I think she's genuinely having a very difficult
0: time at this point, which makes sense if you're very into someone you're kind of coming towards the close of this experience – and yeah, like you said, you are looking for those kernels of reassurance, but crumbs, yet, of, hope. Mm-hmm. crumbs yeah. of hope. Crumbs of hope. Copyright
1: that, Claire. Yeah, no one's. Written and that she's before.
2: comparing <laughs> herself. I'm gonna think been... that it's gonna be my book.
1: <laughs> oh wow, a memoir. Memoir. a memoir. Yeah, crumbs it better of hope. be a memoir about like a terrible illness that you suffered.
2: Well, I'm. Su- I'm. I'm gonna write a good book. It's gonna be about crumbs of hope.
1: Your book is gonna be like That's the best it. book. It's gonna be tremendous.
2: Each chapter is a different crumb.
3: <laughs> Mature savior Vanessa, who is who is. Fixing Canada of all its ills Mm -hmm. and is just a good person.
1: She's the female Justin Trudeau. Yeah, very much.
3: But she – I kind of understand why she's so fixated on this and so insecure about this because her major foil that she's had to compare herself to is Corinne. Mm. So that's the other relationship she's – I mean and the 29 other women. But but like she sees herself as different than the rest of them and I kind of understand Mm -hmm.
0: why. I also think she – I still think she's the one that's going to – be there in the end me too
3: me too me too Um,
0: which will
2: be a bit of a shame i think you know it's too bad pretty much every season it seems like there is that one really obvious person from the very beginning and more often than not that person like ends up winning and that's rachel
3: this time (laughs) because i don't think he has that kind of connection with anybody else
1: i think maybe corinne once they did that vomiting thing once i had the vomiting
3: i was like oh well that's like but it didn't really (laughs) stick
2: because they showed had, you that it didn't – like I – don't, I, I don't know. I don't think I
3: feel like they were r- maybe
0: trying to trip up the audience I a think little bit so more. Too. Mm-hmm. I think there was a major – And not have a Lauren situation right. where right. it's so over-the-top obvious. Which sucks. Directions. And I don't like
3: being so over-the-top obvious. But at least it adds a sense of authenticity that, oh, um, there is this diamond in the rough. There is – among all this silliness, there is a real relationship here. And I just – I don't know. Nick didn't well, bring I it for a me. Purist. I guess You're a we'll say, yeah.
1: Um, we but he end, does get the blessing eventually yes. oh, from yeah. the, the father. Thank God. After his, her father says, um, among other things, when you have kids, when you have a daughter and the man comes to you and asks for your blessing to ask to marry her and he's asked three other guys, what would you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, and he says, what, what does that blessing mean to you also? Yeah. And uh, Nick sort of says um, – that I won't make this decision with Vanessa unless I'm sure that it's right. This is very real to me. And his dad is like, her dad is like, okay, here's a blessing. Take you got it. your blessing. This, this is what you own want. Own this is what you came for. Pound, Pound it. it. Looks <laughs> <laughs> a, a little Jewish humor in there. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry, Claire. In a few years, I'm going to know all this.
3: I yes. opened, I opened the pod is with candlelighting
1: into the tribe. You oh, are now. Oh, <laughs> real <Thank>
3: Welcome. <laughs> I know.
1: It's amazing that in all of New York, I found a Jewish man. Wow, I know. Wow. She accept you. We accept you. Sam, oh, one of us. Sam, well, Sam and I
3: are uh, amateur canters. Yeah. So next time <laughs> oh, we'll hook you guys up with uh... like a healing Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, we gotta, we gotta wrap it up.
0: Our, our producer, our <laughs> producer, our producer hates our, Jews. No, he, he <laughs> also, he's also a member of the tribe. So, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Guys, we gotta, yeah, we gotta we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Andy Dorfman
3: in Brooklyn. I know.
0: Yes! Shalom! <laughs> All I could think about was this this end cliffhanger. Well, A, there wasn't a freaking rose ceremony, again. yet a gun. Yeah. But this end segment was filmed like blocks from where I live in Williamsburg. And they just a real nice PR moment for the William Vale Hotel. Very. Uh, but I just beautiful. couldn't believe that I was so close to where they were filming over there. And, you had and no I had ideas. no idea. And it was Andy only was a couple there, months ago. Nick yeah. was
1: there.
3: Corinne. Very together.
2: When that Karen, picks up— Corinne
1: was there feeling really good because she bought Nick such a nice outfit. <laughs> and when and that, picks that picks up n- the next Claire.
2: episode, that looks like one of the all-time most boring conversations in Bachelor
0: history. Oh, I yeah. hate when
3: they do this every I season. I think he's going to marry Andy Dorn. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. They always do this where they're like, and then it changes everything. And then the what did she come back for and says— I just want to let you know that when I chose, I thought about these things, and you should yeah, too. Right. right. Uh, nice to see you. Goodbye.
2: Be, yeah. Follow your heart. Be true <laughs> to yourself.
1: You know, I
3: actually thought Andy brought up a lot of good things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Andy actually really helped clear my mind. It's like good to see her. It's good to talk to her.
1: I'm glad we were able to have that conversation um, before I move forward.
2: Just so bad. Skip those first 10 minutes. Start the
1: episode 10 minutes in. Okay, and next week, they're starting this new show. Which actually looks pretty good. It's a mini-series about the gay rights movement. Oh,
3: When We Rise? Yeah. But it's not yeah. just the gay r- Isn't it a lot of movements?
0: I, I, it, I looked it up. It okay. is apparently focused on oh, okay. the modern gay rights movement. And it's the guy who did Milk.
3: Okay. Oh, nice. yeah. let's,
0: I'm okay, sorry. Let's Whatever. focus on the issue. So started- the issue is that it starts at 9. And so next week's episode is actually only an hour long. What? Great. So we're only getting... We're probably yeah. going to get the Andy situation, <laughs> then the Rose Ceremony, then...
3: Fantasy Suites. <laughs> the, no. What?
0: Then, (laughs) according to Wikipedia, it shows that the next week is half women tell all, half week nine part two.
3: Okay, this season is so the worst story producing sweet. of any reality it's show ever. No they are
0: all over the place. It Ugh. is going to make absolutely no sense so we can look forward
1: to that for another You have a few format and you stick forward. to it. You stick to your format. I want format. Them to just Jeez. dive in to, to part two with them just like making out on the bed of fantasies. So <laughs> You're like, remember, <laughs> remember last week when they had dinner? Here we are. That's
3: really <laughs> upsetting. Makes me want to do a hine-mato.
1: <laughs> and on that <laughs> note,
3: that's, that's the
1: end. <laughs> And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail scale.
0: One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now it's time for Feminism Fails, which, uh... We had no trouble coming up with this week (laughs) for the first time in a while. Yeah, it was rich territory. First, Nick keeps implying to the women's parents that he likes each woman because she's hot. We're going to give that one a two, just like, Nick, get it together.
1: Yeah, probably to the parents is not a great time to objectify your partner's. Uh, Next, Corinne, uh, purportedly a C-suite executive, but she needs her husband to maintain her lifestyle, according to some conversations.
0: The finer things.
1: Exactly. She's used to the finer things. We're giving that a three just for the casual assumption that she would not be the breadwinner, despite her extremely um, important seeming job.
0: Then Corinne's dad, in a conversation with Corinne, asks if she would be okay with Nick being the quote, stay-at-home mommy, because obviously taking care of children makes you a woman. We're going to give that one a four because that's just deeply, deeply problematic and really plays into why a lot of men feel emasculated and uncomfortable taking on that caregiver role. Guess what, y'all? It's 2017. Anyone can be a caregiver and be damn good at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Next, Raven's dad um, says that he thinks he might be handing Raven off to Nick. It's a really sad and really sweet conversation, um, given the news that they'd just gotten, and Raven and her dad are both very emotional that he will probably be there to see her get married. But the underlying assumptions in the statement are still pretty retrograde, so I have to give that specifically a three.
0: And then finally, Nick makes a specific point to ask the fathers for their blessing, who will think about the moms? We're going to give this one a four just because it plays into these really retrograde assumptions that fathers hand their daughters off as property to the men that come calling for their hand in marriage.
1: Yeah, I better get permission before you go <laughs> asking a daughter. But of course, to these
0: dads' credit, they pretty much all threw the decision to their very adult daughters. <laughs> We have our tweet of the week. This week it comes from Bachelor producer Elon Gale at the Year of Elon. If I was on The Bachelor, my hometown date would just be all my relatives trying to warn the person I was dating about how terrible I am.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs>
0: And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Max Godnick and Sam Usher, and our producer, Nick Offenberg.
1: If you haven't yet, remember to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating and review. We're also on Facebook, so please like us. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon.
0: And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can always send us an email at friends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next
1: week.